0: Welcome to Season 2 of There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where you listen in as Katie Hubbard talks to God about life in the year that it got upended by her first cancer diagnosis. I hope you'll find grace in her honest, hard, and hopeful words. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, And I just want you to hold on to Jesus like Katie did. It won't be easy or perfect, but it will be worth it. We're going to continue on with Katie's blog updates from her CaringBridge blog. She was not journaling uh, in her private journal much during er these early rounds of chemo. Instead, she was sort of chronicling chemotherapy uh, as a first time cancer patient and sharing most of her uh, thoughts online with those who cared to read them. And so I'm gonna continue on with May 11th, 2009, where Katie writes, day three into my second chemo treatment. And so far, this round has started better than the last one. I've made a few adjustments on my anti-nausea meds, which seems to be helping. Also, it helps this time around to know what to expect. I use that term loosely as I don't feel like I am just sitting around waiting for the hammer to fall. I do remember though that Tuesday was my worst day last week, so we will see how tonight goes and tomorrow. Today is my last day on my 3-day steroid and coming off that makes me get very jittery or made me get very jittery last time. I've also added nighttime Benadryl to help with allergies and sleep. So far, I have not had any more insomnia issues. Thank the Lord. I also want to thank you all for praying for my kids last week. I observed that the Lord gave each of them a special gift. Some little things like Kayla scoring her first ever goal in soccer, Rachel got to pray at chapel at school, and Tom won a couple of awards and honors. It's been neat to point out to them the Lord's grace on them during this hard time. I feel that these special graces are in direct answer to prayers on their behalf. Thank you. It has also been helpful for me going into this second round of chemo with a better understanding of how this would affect the kids, It has helped me to respond to them and to talk to each of them beforehand. I feel your prayers strongly. Thank you for praying for courage for me and for me not to fear. Norman and I know that your prayers are holding us up. Let me pause here and say this too, because I know that some of you who are listening to this are people who, like me, sometimes wonder, uh, what do our prayers accomplish Uh, and again, I say that there are some who are like me. Katie was not like us. I cannot say that she was always confident that all of her prayers were heard or answered in the way she prayed them. She never actually thought that, but she was someone who, at least as far as I can tell, believed that God was listening when she prayed, that God saw her and that he would answer. His answer wouldn't always be yes in the way that she was asking, but she was... Continually praying. And <clears throat> I'll just pass this on to those who are reading this or listening in on this podcast and maybe like me, where you sometimes wonder do my prayers matter? I heard someone uh, say this in a class that I was in recently that um, uh, when I, and some of you may have heard this quote in various forms, I have no idea where the source of it is, but uh, when I pray, it seems like more coincidences happen. Uh, and I found that kind of humorous and also somewhat helpful that if you pray and stay attentive to what's going on in your world, I think what you'll find is that coincidences seem to happen a little more often, meaning God is sovereignly working in your life in answer to those prayers. But for many of us who are just so maybe, uh, intensely rational and can't explain how prayer operates, uh, I wonder if part of our issue is not prayerlessness. Uh, maybe that's part of the problem we do not have because we do not ask, as James says. It could be selfishness. Again, as James in the Bible says, when we ask, we do so with selfish motives. We just want you know, our life to be better. But I wonder if some of it, too, is just inattentiveness, like, you look back at what Katie just said. You have been praying, and I have been praying, and there were these little gifts that God gave to our children. Kayla sc- scoring her first goal in soccer, Rachel praying at chapel, Tom winning a couple of awards and honors. Those are, uh, in a sense, relatively common occurrences uh, in the lives of you know parents of young children. But uh, as Katie was praying for them, she saw that as uh, God's hand uh, directing their lives, blessing them in small ways, and then she would point that out to them. Some of you may have heard uh, that when you talk about the providence of God, uh, what is it, what does God's providential work in our life look like? And I heard someone describe it one time uh, as the hand of God in the glove of history. That is, God's hand is directing our affairs, but when we look at it, we just describe it as our personal history or national or international history, but that is actually God's providential work in our lives. Okay, let me go on to read Katie's next journal entry, May thirteenth, two 2009. Wow, these bad chemo days seem interminable. While not as bad as the last time, my medications really mess with my mind. It is difficult to concentrate, and my memory is a shambles. I keep going over and over the same detail again and again, trying to remember what I'm supposed to be doing. This is very disconcerting for a mom. We are, after all, command central. My mental state leaves me not confident to be with joseph by myself today and today i don't have to be but it's still a very disconnected and uncomfortable place to be it should start to pass tomorrow i'm not sure what this is maybe just the cumulative effect of all of the meds that i've been on in the past week my hair is coming out more today also this part of the race feels real hard I have much to be thankful for, that my chemo is only four treatments, that I'm making progress, etc., and I'm trying to find the balance between focusing on what I have to be grateful for and also acknowledging what is difficult. May 16, 2009. Today, I had Norman shave my head. It was a big step. And I'm glad I made it. Yesterday my hair was coming out to a degree that I would describe as obnoxious. Every time I looked down I was covered in hair. Last night when I went to bed the Lord brought to mind 2nd Timothy 1 7 for the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and sound mind. I have been very afraid to lose my hair. I felt the Lord reminding me through this verse that my fear did not come from Him, but from Satan. This verse is a perfect complement to Joshua 1.9. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I think the Lord is telling me not to fear. Anyway, I feel like I have received my train ticket last night that today was the day to go ahead and shave it off. It was not an easy thing to do at all. It was very hard, actually. But now that it's over, I'm very glad to have crossed that bridge. I feel more relieved than anything else. Let me pause here and say Katie just used a Katie-ism. I feel like I received my train ticket last night. My kids uh, who are living at home know this now, uh, because we're reading Corey Ten Boom's biography called The Hiding Place. Maybe I've mentioned this before, but that was uh, really one of Katie's favorite books, a biography of Corey Ten Boom and her time living through the Nazi occupation of Holland and then her time in the concentration camp and beyond, um, or prison camp and beyond. But one of the expressions that she uses, it was a lesson from her dad, is that— He didn't give Corey her train ticket until uh, right before they got onto the train at the station, and it was his way of saying, God does not give us grace in advance of when we need it, but he gives us his grace when we need it. So when she said in her blog entry, I feel like I received my train ticket last night, what she's saying is that from that verse, 2 Timothy 1, 7, God gave her the grace that she needed for this moment to shave her hair off. I just thought I would explain that expression. Katie goes on to say, Joseph thinks it's very funny to see me in a hat. He keeps pointing at my hat and saying, uh, his favorite and most often used word by the way, that and talking on the calculator like a cell phone have been his two favorite forms of entertainment today. Tom didn't say too much. Kayla has been full of encouragement and fashion tips like put a bandana on under your hat mom and Rachel wants to see what I look like under my hat. I decided that there is no rule that says you have to look in a mirror just because they exist doesn't mean I have to use them. Norman continues to be steady and reassuring. I am so grateful for his perspective and his shoulder to lean on. I know that this has been difficult on him. And last night, he had a trifecta of frustrations. The dog had multiple accidents in the garage. There was significant rainfall from a big storm, which always equals basement worries around here. And his computer kept crashing. And this morning, he gets to shave his wife's head. With fun like that, who needs Disney World Thanks for praying for strength and courage. God is providing it, and I am thankful to have crossed that this hurdle. I want to thank you for joining in again on There Are Good Things Here and invite you to spread the word. If there's anybody that you think would be blessed by hearing about Katie's story, maybe you've just dropped in for this as your first episode, maybe you've been following along for weeks or months, Is there someone who would find encouragement from this? If so, send them a link, pass it on. That's why we're doing this together.